let's do the positive mitzvah in the Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam. And this is the mitzvah, positive mitzvah number 16. And this is the command that we have been commanded that the entire Jewish community should get together, called Hakel, on the second day of Sukkot, every eighth year, that's the year that follows Shemitah, the sabbatical year, and that they should read several psukim from the Deuteronomy, the Mishneh Torah, the repetition of the Torah before the people. This is based on the Pasuk in Dvarim Lamad Aleph, Pasuk Yud Beis. Over there the Pasuk says, Hakel es ha'om anoshim v'anoshim v'atav v'goymer. Just last year was a year of Hakel. Uh, gather the men, the, the nation, the men, the women, the children, and this is Zuhi Mitzvah's Hakil. This is the Mitzvah of Hakil. In the beginning of the Gemara Kedushin, of there the Gemara says, any positive Mitzvah which is time-bound, women are exempt. The Talmud asks, but here you look, the Mitzvah of Hakil, which is a time-bound Mitzvah. It takes place once in eight years after the Shemitah year. And this verse says specifically, Nashim, that women are also obligated. So he says over there at the end that ain lemedim min haklolus, that you cannot learn from it, from when it says in a general way, when it's included, Nashim, Nashim etav, if it would have been just for women, it would have been a different, different thing. But this is sort of a general gathering. The details of this mitzvah, which means how you should read it, who should read it, what you should read, it's all articulated in the seventh chapter of Tractate Saita. That's a whole, that's a Save for our mitzvahs, this is the 54th positive mitzvah. And this is the command that we have been instructed to rejoice during the festivals, during the regolim. That is stated in the verse, uh, You shall rejoice in your festivals. Uh, this is the third mitzvah which applies to every holiday, to every festival. Uh, so what is the main idea that is uh, hinted with this mitzvah is that uh, they should bring a korban shlomim, a peace offering, which means a korban which everybody enjoys, the owners get to eat parts of that korban. And these korban shlomim is in addition to the festive uh, korbanos, the shlomim for the festival, uh, and these additional, they're called Shalmei Simcha, the Shlomim of Rejoicing. So you have just for the fact, the Chagiga celebration for coming for the festival, uh, you have to bring uh, the uh, Korban. An additional Korban is the Shalmei Simcha. This uh, Korban that we talk about, the Shlomim, is what our sages tell us that women are obligated in rejoicing. Rejoicing means they're obligated also in partaking in this shlomim of the simcha. As the verse says, uh, shlomim 
you shall slaughter these shlomim and eat them there, and you should rejoice before Hashem. Uh, the laws of this mitzvah have been articulated in the tractate Chagiga. Uh, generally, they say, in a general way, it says, Rejoice in your festival. But they further explained and they detailed and they said that you have to rejoice with all kinds of enjoyment, all kinds of rejoicing. Palo, part of it is eating the meat during the holidays, uh, drinking the wine, putting on new garments, distribution of fruits and sweets to children, to women, uh, making happy with uh, instrument, musical instruments, dancing in the Beis Hamikdash, particularly. That's the Simcha's Beis Hashoeva, that the Simcha with the uh, when they would draw. This is all when they draw the water for the poor libation of the sukkahs of the korbanos. All this is included in the general statement, you shall rejoice in the festival. Uh, the most important of all these types of joy is the obligation to drink wine specifically because wine is designated for rejoicing, for simcha. The Gemara in Psachim language, Gemara used there, that that a person is obligated to have his sons and his family members rejoice on the festival. With what do you make them happy? And the answer is with wine. Uh, over there, the further it says, during the time that the Beis HaMikdosh was in existence, so real joy, the rejoicing, Simcha joy, came through meat. As the verse says, you should slaughter these peace offerings, and you eat there and you will rejoice. But nowadays, when we don't have the meat of the korban, the rejoicing is with wine. Shenemar, as the verse states in Tehill and Perik of Dalpas as above, the verse states that wine rejoices the heart of, 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 of people. So that's why wine. Further, they said, men would is what's fit for them. And women, what is fit for them, various, you know, clothing or other things, jewelry or other things, everybody, what makes them happy. Um, and the Torah language is that we must include in this rejoicing also the poor people, also the people who are unfortunate, and, and, and also the converts or the strangers amongst you. Uh, the Torah says in the Vorm Tezayin Pasik Yudalit, Vahager, Vayatom, Vahalmana, the convert, the orphan, and the widow, that they too should be not neglected, but rather rejoice during the festival. In Sefer Mitzvah, the Rambam, we're doing the positive mitzvah 79, a mitzvah ayin test, the 79th mitzvah. This is the command that we've been commanded to sanctify the firstborn. Kiddush Bechardus. That means to say 
that we should separate them and distinguish them for what we need to do with them. That's based on Hashem's Pasik and Shmois, Perik Yudikimal Pasik base. It says, Kadesh Li Kobhoir, sanctify to me all firstborn. Peter Kolrechem, what comes out the opening of all wombs, Bnei Yisrael, by the Jews, whether it's Ba'adom, in humans, the firstborn, or Vabahem, or it's the animal. The Torah's language is this the animal we're talking about is talking about is Bokorvitsoin. That's cattle and sheep, only cattle and sheep, and also the donkey alone, the kind of donkey alone. Petar Khamerti is also the Tagmatal. This command has been duplicated in the uh of a firstborn animal. And that's the mitzvah that we're talking about now, is about the mitzvah of a clean Bechor animal, which is the Bokor or the Tzayim. Hashem says, in Posik and Dvorim, Perik Tzvav, Posik Kol HaBechor HaShir Yivolid, any firstborn that has been born, Bivkorcho V'Tzayimcho, in your uh, bulls, amongst your bulls and amongst your sheep, among the Tzayim, the cattle and the sheep, Hazochar, the male, a male firstborn, Tagdish Lashem Olekecha, sanctified to God your God. The din of this Bechor, of a clean animal, is that it needs to be given to the Kohanim. And they offer its fat and the blood, and the Kohanim eat the rest of the meat. The details of this mitzvah have been explained completely in the tractate of Bechorus. It's explained in the end of Mesech Techala that this mitzvah only applies in Eretz Yisrael. The language of the Sifri, you may think that a person should bring the firstborn outside of Israel to the land of Israel. The Pasuk therefore says, Torah says, you shall eat before God your God, etc. The tithing of your grain, your wine, your oil, and the firstborn of your cattle and your sheep. That's in Bayikr, in Dvarim, Yudal Chogimel. So we learn from this. Sifri says, From the place that you would be required to bring the tithing of the grain, that's the place you bring Bechoydus. Outside of Israel, which you don't bring the tithing of the grain, then you don't bring the firstborn from there either. So here you have it explained to you that this mitzvah only applies in Eretz Yisrael. But a Bechoyer in Chutz Loretz is not sacrificed. However, you don't bring him to the base of Mikdash to be sacrificed. We're talking about the time of the Temple. Yeah. Ah, however, he still has a sanctity that you can only eat him if there is a blemish. As long as it's not a blemish, it's still a sanctity. You can't touch it. That's why you have animals walking around without, because there's no blemish. You can't touch them if they're firstborn. And that would apply whether there is a base amigdash built or whether, like others, we don't have base amigdash. Just like the 
tithing of the grain is independent of the base Amikdash or not. But that has to be in Eretz Yisrael. But over here, even the Chutzlaretz, the Levim are not obligated in this mitzvah. Their cattle, the first cattle of the sheep or the cattle, the firstborn male, is not obligated in this mitzvah. Mitzvah Kufnun Vav, the 156th mitzvah, is the mitzvah to remove the chametz from your possession on Erev Pesach. That comes from a verse uh, in Shemois Perik Yudbeis Pasik Tezvav. The Torah says, Bayom Harishon Tashbisu Saor Mibotechem, on the day, first day, first day meaning before Yom Tev starts, before Pesach starts, one must remove the chametz from his home, from his possessions. And our sages call that also biur. That's called the biur chametz, which means the removal of the chametz. Now there's a whole discussion exactly uh, what is the mitzvah of biur chametz of the Torah? Is it the physical removal of the chametz from our possession? Or it's the hefker, when we make the bittel chametz, is that considered the removal of the chametz? And that's a debate which the Rambam learns in the, uh, in the Mishnah Torah. But in the Gemara Sanhedrin, we see from the Gemara of the West, that's the Yerushalmi, called the, the Gemara of the West. Over there they say that a chametz, one would be liable for possessing chametz on Pesach, uh, two prohibitions. One a positive prohibition and one a prohibition, a negative prohibition, which is a positive that you have to remove it, as the Torah says, Tashbisu But the prohibition it says in uh, also in Perik Yud Beis and Shmois and Pasuk Yutes, it says Saor Lo that no leaven shall be found in your homes. The details of this mitzvah have been articulated in the beginning of the chapter of Tractate Pesachim. This is the prohibition number two twenty nine in the Sefer Mitzvah the Rambam this is the warning not to neglect the Levites and not to uh, be inconsiderate from giving them their gifts fully and to give them, rejoice them in the holidays based on the verse in Devarim Yudbeis Yutes Yishomer Lecha Pentazives Alevi Be careful lest you neglect the Levite, all the days of your life, must make sure to take good care of your Levites. The language of the Sifri is, whenever the Torah uses the words, he shamer, be careful, that's a losase, that's a prohibition, <coughs> uh, pentazim, lest you neglect him, which is a losase.